Happy Palm Sunday, everyone. Hope everyone is well. For those who are new to the convos, my name is Liz, host of Coffee and Convos podcast. And today I'm going to be joined by a few of my friends to talk about diversity in media. Hi, Judy Ann. I'm going to request you right now. Let's see. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? My very first uh, IG Live. Yay! (laughs) Oh, we're going to have fun. My phone. How is our friend Casey? He's, He's okay. Yeah. Good. We'll see how quiet my friend is. So for those of you who have heard the episodes, you have probably heard Preston. He is my corgi. We'll see. He's tap dancing around. <laughs> we'll see. Hi, Sarah. Good. How I've never you? done this before. Neither has Judy Ann. So I'm glad I get <laughs> to be see, the first. Instagram have those things where you can like... Oh, you can have filters. Filters are up here. Hi, Dawn. Hi. I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to mess up your name. I am not good. Oh, is it hashtag nerd? Hi. Let's see all these pretty. Is it going to make it sparkle? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Look, you have sparkly stuff. Oh, my gosh. You're going to make me have to bling up my filter. I guess I should be a good example and not do the filter thing. (laughs) Well, listen, we're talking about diversity and like filters help us to live out our fairy life. Okay. Wow. Ooh. I might keep it on here for a little bit. That'll work. That'll work. So welcome everyone. Um, we're waiting on Ngozi, but until she gets here, um, again, my name is Liz, host of Coffee and Combos. This is where I discuss politics, wellness, and activism, and pretty much how they meet. Hi, Ngozi, we were just talking about you. And today, I am so excited that I have three of some of my favorite Hello, people. Hello, I'm Hi. here, I'm excited. Yeah. Love it, love that color on you. So, listen, you guys, if you do not know these awesome women here, you're missing out. I have Judy Ann up here to my, what is this, to my right. I have SodaCon Art right over here. And then I have Ngozi Robinson over here at the bottom corner. And we are going to talk about diversity in media. And... When I say diversity in media, I'm not just talking about making sure you add um, people of color. We're talking about why it's important to have diverse writers, um, including disability, including different religions. And, you know, these women here have been advocates in this area. They It shows up through their work. And so I'm just really excited. So how is everyone? So far, good. so good. I just got back from a cool... Um, Speaking of diversity, I just got back from like a a Thai event where it was like this Thai Lao fair thing, and it was it was really cool. 
just being in like a different culture that again isn't represented very much so absolutely and so kind of like jumping off there so so to introduce yourself so you write about a lot of different people um but and you also try to encourage even like in your TikTok, you had talked about how to diversify like your feed. So yeah, kind so of introduce yourself. I, I'm Soda and I am, yes, a huge advocate for diversity. I feel like lots of the books I read feel the same. And as someone with, um, again, some disabilities, um, I have a condition called EDS, which affects my joints a lot and causes a lot of pain. And then I'm autistic and have ADHD and so um, a lot of these things are just it it actually is very harmful to have these false representations of things like autism in the media um, because people will be like oh you you don't have this condition at all because you aren't like this person in the media or things like um, mm -hmm. bipolar. I was misdiagnosed with bipolar for a long time because some of my um, ADHD habits are similar to how the media portrays bipolar. And so these false portrayals of these misrepresentations of these things like uh, mental health or disabilities or whatnot, it can really be harmful. So I'm a huge advocate for um, not just diversifying in our writing and having diverse writers, but also um, encouraging people to go out of their way to see what it's like for people in different situations. I love that. And like, thank you for that reminder. Um, and Gozai, who is, a, you like listen okay so if you don't know she already has some books out okay I'm gonna let you her tell you about that but she does this great job of incorporating different aspects of spirituality in her books um and so in Gozai I'm good hi, and how I've are got you filters, so I'm great <laughs> I see like you're all sparkly oh, but I was still listening to you Soda but I was also playing with the filters but oh, yeah. <laughs> I have two books out. One is a 365-day prayer uh, journal uh, with 365 prayers in it and space for you to write and reflect on your own. Uh, I'm a minister, so but I also write sci-fi and fantasy. So I have a sort of spiritual paranormal book called Awakening uh, that is uh, about what if otherworldly things happened here and there was still God and spirituality. What would that look like? So I really enjoy that and am definitely interested in this conversation because when I first came to fantasy and sci-fi, I, I didn't know about Octavia Butler and sort of the people who had come before me in my traditions. And so I, I was really excited to say, well, I can have a place here and, and reflect um, my mm. uh, culture and, and reality and have that be a part of uh, the story. And so. 
I, I love that because I think it's important because I think especially with spirituality, it's like if you have a prayer journal, that's the only lane you can be in. You can't do anything else and you're really like breaking that mold. So I'm really excited to get into that. And then we have Judy Ann over here who um, we talk a lot about pen names and how that opens up diversity because sometimes people will, will will judge you or like not want to read because they're like, ah, it's just another woman or it's just another romance. And so, and, but also on top of that, you also talk about um, having space for different political views and things like that. So Judy Ann, how are you doing? Doing so wonderful to be with you today. Thank you so much for, for this live. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, Judy, in your writing background, you you started out in in journalism, correct? Or you did well. You did a little bit in film. Writing background is in journalism. Judy, and you're breaking up yeah. a little bit for me. I don't know. And goes on soda. Can you still hear? Here, much better. Sorry about that. Oh, better. Um, yeah, my background is in journalism, and um. I've, I've been a short story writer since I was little, loved writing fiction, and, um, and then writing social media copy as well. And so because for a large part, because of you ladies and friends in our writing group, um, I decided to jump in and try to write a novel as well. And being my first time, we're all also launching our novels, if it's okay um, to say, on Kindle Vela. Um, I know I have also chosen a pen name because of a conflict perhaps with, you know, my professional life. And uh, being my first novel, being not as confident in that, um, that's kind of another reason for a pen name just to you know, stick your toe in another pool of water and try it out without feeling like, um, you know, there'll be less judgment, I suppose, which I think a lot is about pen names. And I think that's really kind of important when we're talking about diversity is sometimes there is that, that judgment lens of, well, if I write this character or if I'm this type of writer, can I fit in this lane? So um, I cannot wait. So um, so I want to kind of jump back to something that you had said in the beginning about being a person that um, you said is autistic. And sometimes, you know, you feel like you're judged. Like people are like, well, I know this person who's this uh, who's like this and they're autistic or <laughs> they have this mental health disorder and, and they judge you for it. How is that for you? Because I think that's important. Um, when we're trying to create space, you know what I mean? So like when we're trying to create space in how just say the outside perception shows up and how that can make you feel, whether like you don't belong or like I can't do X, Y, and Z things. So like, how has that been for you? That, yeah, because in the beginning said? I was just kind of, um, because I didn't understand certain jokes or whatever, they'd be like, oh, you're just dumb blonde or whatever. And it wasn't until I saw, um, I started seeing little snippets of um, autistic uh, women or girls or female presenting people. Um, 
I didn't realize that it was even a thing. And I just felt so broken my whole life. Like there was, I, I didn't belong anywhere. And it wasn't until I, you know, on, on YouTube seeing people like me represented and, you know, there's been a couple, um, shows lately where it does have these female presenting autistic characters who aren't the standard like what you imagine Mm -hmm. autistics being you know like there's so many different ways to present ourselves and so having that representation realizing that I'm not just this broken person that doesn't belong anywhere, that there are people with the same struggles as me has been such a huge benefit in my life. And also getting a, an official diagnosis, having people realize that, you know, we do present different. So it's been really wonderful. And I hope that it continues because there's not enough. Absolutely. And like, the diversity within disability or being differently abled, right? Like just because someone is just say quote unquote autistic doesn't mean that this is what they're going to look like, or this is how they're going to act or, and like just being aware of like, you bring that, right? So like, yes, you bring your experience. So you're like, okay, my cousin or my, this person I know is like this. That doesn't mean everybody fits into that spectrum and allowing their, that person to just have the the spectrum and range to identify how they identify. So like, I love that reminder. In Gozai, how is it being, cause we've also talked about this. So full disclosure, right? So I get to hang out with these wonderful women like daily in our writing group. And we hang out and we have these conversations and we've talked sometimes about um, the sexiness of some of our, our novels or the writing scenes, but also kind of like, oh my gosh, are people going to judge me because they know my religious values and things like that. And so how has it been being a minister and playing with these themes of God, having having sex scenes, and just just basically showing up as yourself—how well, has that been? It was something that I was hesitant about at first, and I did think about a pen name. But part of my ministry is about being transparent and showing up with your whole self. So I said, well, people need to know what I do if, as, if it only serves as permission to let them be all of who they are and show up as their whole self and in all of their mm-hmm. their creative spaces and otherwise. So I've, I've enjoyed um, pushing, <laughs> I always enjoy pushing boundaries, but I've enjoyed saying these things are not opposites. They can exist in the same space and that's fine. And that can actually be really great and glorious. I love that. And it is great and glorious because when you write, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically to the Awakening series for, for this point, it's authentic, right? Like these, these themes of the different spirituality, like it's authentic, it's real. And I think sometimes the conversation of having diversity or showing up as yourself, like it's not real, like it won't fit, it'll feel out of place. But like when you are just authentically you, there's enough space for that. And, and I love that. And I love that you are, are um, saying like, no, like yeah, I'm going to show mean, up as me. Speaking of diversity, we need to, um, 
make space because we have to make our own space because there might not be a space for us. There might not be a seat at the table. There might not be a section in the library or in the bookstore. We have to take up space. So I decided to take up some space. I love that. I love that. I love that. And, and Judy, and you mentioned about like choosing a pen name and like, one, can you explain a little bit more for those who might not know what a pen name is and like what went into the process of you choosing a pen name? Oh, wait, I can't, can't hear you. Either. Or is that just me? Got it. Got it. Sorry. Oh, wait, wait. Ricky Miss. There we go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, choosing a pen or a pen name is a pseudonym, uh, another name that you give yourself for writing. So, you know, um, and there are a lot of reasons to do that. But, you know, definitely one is to, you know, fight against or try to lessen any kind of gender or ethnicity bias that we've already touched on. Um, and so some people want to be sort of gender neutral or, or ethnically neutral to reach a wider audience or maybe even just experiment with that. Like here's my book under my name and here's my book under a different name. So it's, you know, a pen name is a different name. Um, just to see mm -hmm. if there's a difference. Um, and, you know, sadly, if there is um, any kind of an uptick with a neutral, more neutral name um, in, I suppose, whatever country you're in, in, in America, an American sounding, probably um, neutral name. <clears throat> and, um, but there are other reasons, as I mentioned, just because I am putting something out there that's very different for me. It's kind of allowing me to do that without my normal, I'm, I'm used to everything being edited and finalized before anyone public sees it. So it kind of allows me to do that without that process. Um, but it can also be because um, of, you know, being maybe you're writing about something very personal to you. Maybe it involves people you know, and as much as you change their names, as much mm -hmm. as you try to change their identity, you're still afraid that it might come through and you want to protect them you want to protect yourself um so that's another reason if there is a conflict with your job that's a reason um that i don't know for whatever reason that would be it could be the genre you're writing in and people also write in different genres and they want to be less confusing probably to the audience um, and so they'll choose another name for romance novels than they do for their sci-fi novels, just to be consistent and not, you know, somebody is a big romance fan of yours. If they see this other book, they start reading, they're like, hey, wait, this isn't what I'm expecting. Um, and 
I've heard a lot of people talk about that um, in the different writing rooms is like how sometimes the reader can be very judgmental, especially if you're like experimenting in different genres. They're just like, whoa, I'm not looking for that kind of diversity of you to diversify the type of novels you're you're writing about or you, things like that. Yeah. So I really absolutely. I think that does speak a lot to how people try to put people in boxes and in stereotypes and even when mm -hmm. it comes down to what you're writing that doesn't have anything to do with your personhood per se, that that's even, you mm. know, you find bias there. So that's a good point. Liz. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, all right. So how, how do we break this, right? How do we break this mold of like, you can't be this otherhood, right? So whether like um, the stereotype that we talked about, like with, with Soda, like you can't be an autistic writer. Who does that? You can't be a pastor and write. You can't be a woman and write about a man. You, you want to write about a space? You're a black girl, right? Like how do we break that? How do we normalize this otherhood of like I can just show up and take space? Or I should say, how are you, what steps are you taking? Because you guys all do, or I'm sorry, you all do it so naturally of just like taking up space and writing about the things that you do. How do you just authentically Well, something do that, that I do is um, like if, so females in general, um, and I've noticed especially black women tend to, be looked down upon when it comes to sci-fi and epic fantasy. And so that is, I try really hard to specifically go out of my way to show other people like books that I have really enjoyed by especially black women who write in this category where, you know, other people might not pick up a book if they see that, you know, it's it's written by a certain type of person. So just sharing the really good books that are out there on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Um, so people, it's it's destigmatized. So that's what I try to do. I'm done. And then I just think that um, writing all that we can and being examples is a part of that. Well, I never read anybody. Mm -hmm. like, well, that's me. Uh, you know, being able to say that that includes <laughs> me. And, oh, well, I like you, so maybe I like your writing. Maybe, you know, here's a chance to break down a barrier <laughs> and, and not stand on previous judgments or assumptions. Yeah, absolutely. What about for you, Judy? I know I saw you shaking your head when you're like absolutely like sharing people's absolutely, work that you, yeah. You're a fan Both of, of of what Soda and Ngozi said resonated really strongly. So I don't know that I have other ways. Just elevating voices, you you admire that you've read, that you endorse, that you think other people should read. They're great, and they should be read by everyone. Absolutely. And like, because of your like marketing background, you've done a really good job, especially via like TikTok and Twitter of creating um, this collaboration of like sharing things and promoting. 
Um, so absolutely. So I love those, those posts that you do in regards yes. to that. Um, for someone that's like, what, for like writers specifically, since, you know, the majority of people are writers in the room, you know, how do you create diverse characters? How do you honor that? I'm in a very fortunate situation where I'm always surrounded by diversity. Um, I live in an area that is very diverse, even within my family. We're very diverse ethnically, religiously, um, with various disabilities, different abilities, all that stuff. And I think just for me, um, surrounding myself in diverse situations with people who are different than me, listening to people who are different than me. Like when I write stories, it just feels so natural to like, I can't, I, I imagine in my head, everyone looking different um, because it's just how I live my life. And I think just um, having diversity in your life in general will show up in whatever project you're working on. Mm. And I think that uh, it's being unafraid to describe different characters and their ethnicity instead of leaving it up to the reader to figure out, um, uh, and they might just be putting their own template on, but give them something different. Um, and and I think that that is fine as not as long as you're not writing about the particular uh, identity issues of that person uh, or that individual that you might not share or know about, but just including, you know, an Asian uh, character, African-American, white, Native American, Southeast Asian, Indian, I, there's, there's no reason not to. Mm. I love how you, you kind of like call attention to that. Like, just describe the person. Like, it's okay. Like, these people exist in life. Just describe what they look like. And it's okay to like honor that and honor their diversity within in your, your pages. I love that. And there was a book room on Clubhouse the other day where people were addressing that. And it was really interesting um, where some people were saying they like to have no description of their characters. So anyone can put mm -hmm. their own ethnicity, their own thoughts into that character. But I just feel like what you just said and goes, I is so strong is like, no, give people and especially in supporting diversity, give people that, um, that diversity, give them that picture of the character. Um, you know, I think that's strong. And I think as a reader, too, I want to know what, who this character is. I'm not there to make up my own story. Mm -hmm. I'm there to read your story. So that, that just actually brought a lot of clarity to that issue. So thank you for me. Absolutely. I like how you said, like, I'm not there for, like, my own story. I want to hear your story. And, like, seeing these characters, right? Because in, in, you know, so you mentioned this, like, you bring a little bit of you to, to the space, right? And so the people in your area, right? So whether 
the people within your community that are differently abled, right, might be a little different from the people that I've been exposed to. But both of those experiences are valid, right? And people need to know what that experience is like, because that creates that diversity and like creating that space and allowing um, your experience to to shine through. And I think it helps that, again, that repetition of like, it's okay for people to be diverse. It's okay for diversity to live on. And it doesn't take away from anyone else's yeah, experience. Yeah, because we have this, you know, this um, problem where in in media where there's um, a minor, like, a, let's say a, a gay character, a gay man. And sometimes we have this bad habit of always having the gay man a very specific way and think only way a gay man mm -hmm. can be you know like we're not able yes. to show that there's different types of gay people there's different types of autistics there's different you know types of asians of african americans there's you know so it's not just this cookie cutter thing and i think that's so important Mm, absolutely. Diversity absolutely. in diversity. I love that. <laughs> right? Diversity within diversity. Has there been anything in, again, creating your, your characters, your stories, where you felt, like, unsure or nervous about, like, whether that's whether the reader's going to get it, whether, you know, because I think sometimes there's this this fear of like if i create diversity or if i write about right so like a, as an african-american woman if i write about a white male maybe they're not going to get it maybe i'm going to miss the mark are you ever afraid in creating your characters that your reader's not going to get it or just un afraid of something i mean <laughs> to write is to constantly be afraid that your reader's not going to get it. <laughs> that you're not going to get it out on paper the way it's coming to you in your mind. That you're out of ideas. So, yeah, just add that add that to the pile. I mean, I think you have to have integrity in your writing process to make sure that you've done uh, the research uh, that you are, are telling, um, that you're not telling somebody else's story, but that you're simply including them in yours. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. You're not telling someone else's story, you're including them. And I think that at least kind of framing it that way takes a little bit of the pressure off of, um, oh my gosh, I have to be diverse. Like just making you're including the people that would naturally be there. Um, also kind of in thinking about and preparing this conversation, I thought about... Um, Remember we were watching Dark and there was the scene of the woman, she had the high heels and she goes down <laughs> into the hole with her, her shoes. I believe she had a hard hat and immediately we said a man wrote this because it felt not natural. And I want to say, Judy, and you called attention to this. Why was that oh, so important? How do we correct this? You know, have diverse editors as well diverse readers you know just <laughs> you're you know let a variety of people read what you wrote and see what their feedback is what you know resonates what you know strikes the wrong chord and and be inclusive in that way in in the editing process as well and that's what i would say 
Is that je- <laughs> so one, I got distracted by Jelly Belly. Had and on two, <laughs> and hi, Yvette, how are you? Yvette. <laughs> um, I love how you said having diverse editors and just having different people read your, your story, right? So it's Sometimes it's not about you having all the answers, but just having just diverse people in your, your circle. Um, because there's some times where we're like, well, like, I wouldn't do that or like an older person wouldn't have said this or like, well, young people wouldn't be on Facebook. They'd be on TikTok. Just having that different perspective to like make sure you're being authentic is a really simple and easy tool to, <laughs> to auto-correct that. I like that. And also like- What about, what about oh. you, Liz, uh, in terms of what you're bringing to the table and you have like such strong unapologetically black characters in your fantasy but you don't talk about you just you just describe them and you we don't talk about Bruno and goes on and I love that because I don't see it a lot well thank you so um for those of you who don't, well, there's lots of you who don't know because we don't talk about Bruno. And um, so I'm working on this Kindle Vela and um, it's called Prophecy Trilogy Portal. And I just wanted to create a story. So for me, I was so sick of, you know, we, we talk about it. I just did a, a podcast on this that will be airing, right? Like black women, right? They are so strong. We have this black girl magic. And sometimes I don't feel like I fit in that category. And like, I'm like really insecure about that. (laughs) And so I wanted to create this character where she's this black girl, but she doesn't necessarily feel strong or has that sense of strength, but she's just her. She's just her and she's her own kind of strong. And we explore this in this this other world. Cause I don't know if we're ready for that concept in, in real life and I'm just having fun writing it. Um, for those who are interested in learning more about that, you can go to the link tree and tap on the link that says, sometimes I write to access the Kindle Vela. Um, where do you all, where can we find your writing, your work? So glad you asked. Uh, I'm on Amazon uh, in Gozai Robinson. I have, uh, are you there, God? It's me, 365 day prayer journal. And Awakening, book one of the To Wake and Sleep No More series. And then I'm on Kindle Vela with uh, The Seventh Power, which is uh, sci-fi and features a green girl. So, you know. <laughs> and I am loving it. So um, my weekends are spent binging Bellas which has been fun all of itself of like getting into the habit of reading and like it's kind of these quick chapters. So that's been fun. So again, um, I will also post those links in the episode um, notes so that um, you guys have access to all of that. Um, Soda, what about you? Where, where, where yes, can we find also some on of your Kindle work? Bella, so I'm glad you gave that plug first. <laughs> so I have my... Um my main book that is called a force so fair a young adult um sci-fi story under uh soda Khan, 
my uh, main name. And then I also have a fun story. I started writing under a new pen name called Clover Ray, R-E-Y. And that's going to be my pen name for more like uh, middle grade books. Um, and so I am going to do several books under there. But right now I have a Kindle Vela under that name called The Secret Garden. It's a sci-fi retelling of the classic Secret Garden. So those are my two main stories. <laughs> he is this is his witching hour so um judy and you're reading actually a couple people's different um works under some different pen names do you want to share like some pen names or some stories that you're reading um so yeah sure um i am reading let me my mind is flooded. Well, I'm reading all of yours for sure, um, which is so wonderful. Also, um, Necessary Creatures. Um, actually, let me just pull this up and read everything. Um, by Anita Fowler. I want to make sure I don't say someone's give, name. Don't give away they, somebody's secret identity. Exactly. I know. It's like, oh. <laughs> You see, I just passed the buck. Yes. I, <laughs> I did not want to be the one to Very just talk about the time cover. What happened, right? What happened? Necessary oh, 60. creatures. 60. Um, oh, is it Prophecy the Trilogy? Right. And the secret garden you are missing an obvious one i'm looking right seventh, at you the seventh element the what seven, is no, yours julianne <laughs> to be announced later <laughs> uh, you get the you get a prize if you can guess her pen name there you go <laughs> Absolutely. So um, again, on Kindle Vela, all these are on Vela. So some that I'm binging are um, The Seventh Power, um, Elios. Um, thank you, Elios. I'm like, there's another part. And I'm like, I'm like, it's not destruction. Elios Experiment. Um, Did you look good in a dress? Oh my gosh, 60... Oh, no, I did not get to that one. So, okay, so in Gold's Eyes yes. Binging, dude, you look good in the dress. Um, oh, my gosh, there's so many. What happened? I just started that one. That's a really good one. Necessary Creatures will have your stomach hurting from laughing. It is hilarious. 60 is, is a, a suspense. Elio's Experiment is a dystopian. And there's, like, this political other world type of drama that is interesting uh uh the seventh power okay we're on this intergalactic guardian experiment the secret garden oh my goodness so the secret garden somebody we start off with like the death of like a family and then we are like on this journey that's all i'll share so kendall vela has been um definitely fun 
And then we have mine, um, which is the um, Prophecy Trilogy Portal. Uh, please check it out. I'm looking for feedback. I don't know if I'm a I'm I, I'm a writer. I don't know if I'm an author. You, you yet, have so published. I'm, still, I'm a writer. Oh, yes, you are. Um, so you yes, are an author. I, okay. Okay. So Here so here's so here's my last question. Are you an author or are you a writer? I'll save my my answer for last. Okay. Writer or author? Who would like to go? And I'm a superhero in my spare time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we got superhero and Gozai, who's a writer and an author. What what else? Writers or author? Judy Ann Soda. Yeah, writer and author. Now I guess more writer right now than author. We'll okay, see how the writer book goes, and author. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Since you hit publish, you're both, in my opinion. But that's why I love Kindle Vella because it's like a baby steps being an author. You're tech an author already just by publishing on Kindle Vela so I love it I, I'm I'm writing the writer wave I feel like the author hat like it's kind of like if you're like a firefighter you're always a firefighter so I'm not committing to it yet I'm just like I'm just trying it on like I put the cape on sometimes sometimes I take it off so right now I'm just a writer um ladies this has been so fun any last words? Oh, wait, um, Soda, please tell us about um, your sister does some amazing covers. So how, how can people, if they're interested in like book covers or Bella covers, how can they find her? Because she also yes. creates very diverse Yeah, that covers. is her biggest thing. Um, so if you go to um, and they're here on Facebook and they are a huge advocate for um, diversity and covers and um so they love and also not even just book covers if you have an idea for like a character in your head just want to sketch her specialty is um character sketches so i will see if we could link a thing to their instagram down below awesome awesome or like after the episode um publishes feel free to go into the comment and just um tap those or just send me because this will also be reposted to the podcast page so um the information will be there and any links that you have that you can't post to instagram um all right any last words before we we end this and we encourage you all to go on your diverse journeys of creating diverse characters, if you're writing, if you're a reader picking up diverse books, whether that's by people that don't look like you or have the same disability or are differently abled, but like pick up something that you normally wouldn't or buy someone you normally wouldn't and, and just kind of like accepting that like, it's okay. It's okay to like step into different pools. It's all right, but any Follow last us words? on Instagram and TikTok and read our bellas and our books. <laughs> oh my gosh, TikTok has been fun. I feel like, listen, I so I work with some people that are in like the TikTok generation and I call them TikTokers. So now I get to be a TikToker because I, I post videos. <laughs> you all post awesome <laughs> videos. They're great. Great on TikTok. Thank you so much, Liz. This has been so much fun. This yes, has been great. You. I'm, yeah, I'm glad I got to be your first Instagram live. Thank you. No worries. Have a great rest of your day. Okay. Take you care, too. everyone. Bye.